Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Vessel Church podcast. Vessel is a Book of Acts church in Baton Rouge, and our mission for this podcast is to equip people to carry the name, spirit, and cross of Christ in our pursuit of Him and His kingdom. The first three episodes of our podcast will serve as an intro to us at Vessel Church and how this story that God is telling in Baton Rouge begins. Be blessed and be a vessel. Everyone, this is Tim Warren here with Pastor Taylor Fairbanks of Vessel Church in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. What's up, everybody? This is our first part of our podcast. We're going to go through the history of Vessel with Pastor Taylor and uh, hopefully have uh, Sister Megan on as well. One day. (laughs) We're hoping. Fingers crossed that it will happen for us one day. It just is crazy because she has such, one, she has a great voice. And two, she listens to a lot of podcasts and so she's like she's a podcast connoisseur dude she really is <laughs> and she's got like her podcast voice down yes. and I wish she would just so maybe maybe hopefully one day somewhere in this little three part series we'll get her on yeah we'll see but man I just I know we had talked a little bit off camera but so you know we're going through the history of Vessel and there's a reason we want to split up into three parts because I feel like the story it's hard to jam that much story right. into that much. So just give us you know as much as you can with that first part and just tell us the history of you of Megan and of how Vessel really got its start. In yeah. The beginning. Yeah. So uh, I'm from Baton Rouge. I was born and raised. I left whenever I graduated from LSU. And whenever I left, the ironic part of this all is I said I would never go back to Baton Rouge. <laughs> like I chunked deuces. Wow, okay. And I never wanted to go back. And God was like, psych. God said, fat bet. <laughs> 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 and so um, I moved to Florida. I'm there. Work. I work at a, a IT uh, tech company for a year and then moved to West Monroe, Louisiana where God opened the door to youth pastor, be on staff at a church there. And while I was there is whenever I met my amazing wife, Megan, um, who's from your church, yes, from Revival Center, Modesto, California. Where we're at right now, actually. Yeah. yeah. And so um, whenever we meet, uh, you know, we go through the whole dating thing and get, get engaged, get married. And she moves down to West Monroe. We felt like that was the move that God wanted us to do. Um, her parents hated me for a while, but that's okay. We were in the will of God and that's what matters. Uh, <laughs> so she moves down and it wasn't long after we got married, we're doing ministry together that um, there was this kind of weird thing that took place Uh, The only way that I've ever been able to describe it was a God idea because, um, and this is kind of one of those things that I I help people with when it comes to hearing the voice of the Lord is that I'll tell them, if you know that you probably would have never thought this or, or it's an idea that you would have never had, or you think in a way that's very foreign to how you think in a good way, not like in a bad way, then most likely it's, it's, it's something that God is, is putting into, uh, your spirit or your mind. And this particular thing that happened was, uh, in the midst of a worship service, um, I'll never forget. They're playing that song, uh, where his blood ran red and they're, they're at the, they're at the, uh, the bridge of that song. And it's like literally, uh, I, I, I see this vision of like a crimson thread and that thread m- 
starts in all these people that I know and grew up with in Baton Rouge. So you're seeing faces of not just random people. Yeah, they're people all you know. Yeah. Okay. And so it's people that I grew up with in church in Baton Rouge. But then the thread goes to people that I know aren't living for God anymore. And then it kind of moves into faces that that I've never seen. And it's like all of a sudden, dude, I'm like weeping because I'm seeing all these people. It's a special moment. Yeah. And uh, bro, I just start praying for these people. I start praying for Baton Rouge. It didn't occur to me. I was going to ask in that moment, it wasn't like, oh, I got to start a church there. No, it was just like, no, 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 you no, just no. felt like the urge to pray for them. Yeah, and absolutely. A burden. You felt a burden literally. for people there. Yeah, yeah. literally a, a, like a prayer burden for sure. Mm-hmm. And so I pray for them, you know, for uh, a few <laughs> moments, like the rest of that song. And then I'm like wiping the tears off my yeah. face. I'm like, well, that was weird. Was, <laughs> you know, we'll see what happens. And so uh, that week, though, that followed that Sunday, it was like every day that I woke up. Was it the same thing or just different variations just, of it? Just I felt that same yeah. heaviness. I I had Baton Rouge on my mind. And so I was like, well, God, I, I, I'll just continue to pray. I'll continue to, to do that. And so after about a week or two, it's like I wake up and it, it takes that long for my stubborn, dumb head <laughs> to realize it. I wake up and I'm like, okay. This is, this is different. Yeah. I don't ever wake up with this kind of stuff on my mind that often. And so I go on a fast and I wanted to know like, God, what is this about? And uh, a few days into it is whenever another God idea happens. And that is to go start a church in Baton Rouge. Yeah. And I would have never in my life thought that I'd be doing that. <laughs> Like ministry was a part of my life and and has always been really big, um, a big passion of mine, but never, never would have thought, I'll be honest. I, I thought I was called to go and be a missionary in a foreign country. Mm -hmm. That's what I've always felt. But to be a missionary in America, totally different. And so that idea hits me and I'm, I'm like, okay, that's weird. But then at the same time, like kind of freaking out. Because I didn't want to tell my wife. Yeah, because you had just you, she moved already. Yeah, and you're like, hey, let's move. What is it? Three and a half hours. Yeah, three and a half <laughs> hours. Not only do I drag you to Louisiana, but now I want you to help me plant a church here. Yeah. And so at first, like I was, I was a little and bit terrified. Did you want to make sure, like, man, this has got to be before I even mention it to her? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's why I went on the fast, and like yeah. she doesn't really know that I'm praying for all this. Um, I go on the fast and that's where I, I really felt confirmation. And so I'm like, okay, I've, I've got to talk to Megan about this. Mm-hmm. But one of the craziest things was that whenever I first talked to her, um, she looks at me and she says, I've already been praying about it. Wow. She loved, like we've been a few times to visit my, uh, my folks and she just, she loved the city. Yeah. I even remember a time where her mom was there with us. And I think, I think we told you that story Yeah, dude. where we're driving around and Showing her LSU, showing her, you know, different parts of Baton Rouge, Mid-City and all that. And the campus area is awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's a really, it's a great it's city. Special. It's a special city. It really is. And that's when her mom, she's like, she's like, who, where is a church here? She's yeah. like, I haven't seen a church. Like, who's, who's, who's reaching these people? Yeah. And she's like, she's the one that says, 
man, somebody needs to come and reach these people. And you know, Mama J, like, <laughs> it's not that she's not a spiritual person, but for her to say that, I was like, yeah, okay, what? Yeah. You know, and and so there, there's been moments like that. And so Megan's like, like I'm, I'm down. Yeah. Like, let's pray about this. And we had spoken before off camera about the multiple, uh, I wouldn't say levels, multiple times that you had like confirmation. It wasn't just like, you know, you and May, you and Mama, y'all, Mama Jade, there was like multiple layer, yeah. layers upon layers upon layers almost. Right. And that's, and that wasn't even like Megan saying, I've already been praying about it. That wasn't even like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. That was still like, all right, let's pray some more. Like, <laughs> like we're still not exactly. That was you just being like, okay, at least right, she knows. Right. <laughs> exactly. That was me. Yeah, for sure. Like the fear kind of left my body a little bit. I'm like, okay, so let's, let's pray and fast together. But in unity. There's that power. In exactly. That yeah. Exactly. We want it. And, and it's a timing thing too. Like, you know, you can do the right thing at the wrong time. And we want to make sure that we were in not just the will of God, but the timing of God, which yeah. I believe is, is equally important. And so we pray and fast together. We talk to our, our spiritual leadership about it. They're, they're praying with us about it. And, uh, it was October of 2018 that, uh, we go to an LSU game. Mm-hmm. I bring her to her first LSU game. And on that day, um, we prayed a prayer in my parents' home. And we were like, God, if this really is what you want us to do, let us know. Mm-hmm. Tell us. Like, make sh- make it very clear. Mm-hmm. And so we go out that day, and I'm showing her, you know, different parts of the city. And uh, we get around campus. And... We get to Mid City, which is, you know, where ultimately we ended up having a heart for. And I at wanted, that moment, how far are you from the Fisk, like in relations of like location? Oh man, that's just me being weird. I just yeah, no, know. no, no, no. That's that's <laughs> a great a great question. Like, dude, you're curbside. Wow, it so down the street. Yeah, right down the street, bro. I'm going. I want to go to curbside because at this point, I never had a curbside burger from fire. there. Yeah, <laughs> and so I'm pumped about it. Well, on the way to curbside, we see White Star Market. May yeah. it rest in peace. And <laughs> we, uh, Megan's like, dude, can we can we stop there because it looks really cool? I'm like, yeah, we got time. Yeah. And so we stop, and as we're walking up to White Star Market, which was like a cafeteria type deal, like yeah. had all these really cool. Um, kind of like pop-up yeah. uh, restaurants inside of it, whatever. Uh, as we're walking up, we see two tables full of people that we know from like different church camps and stuff, like from all across the state. Yeah. And we're walking up and they see us, we see them, we're like, what are you <laughs> and, you were, and just keep in mind, you weren't even planning to stop there. No, we weren't you, even. It no, was just random. Exactly. Yeah. We were, we had no intention yeah. to stop there. They see us, we see them and we're like, hey, what's up? That turns out they're celebrating a birthday mm-hmm. uh, for one of them, which is like, okay, like, thanks for the invite. But <laughs> <laughs> that's a, I mean, that's a different story. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was somebody, it was somebody they were celebrating that Megan and I didn't really like truly yeah. know at the time. And, uh, <laughs> so we started talking to them and we sit down, we, we didn't end up eating at curbside. We just got some food there yep. while we are sitting and eating with them. I'll never forget it. Megan's kind of on one side of the table. I'm on the other end and we're all just talking, but then somebody brings up where we are. Somebody brings up mid city yeah. and they're like, man, this is such a cool 
part of Baton Rouge, which I mean, it really is. They call it, it went through the mid city Renaissance. It's still going through it. A lot of new places, a lot of investments happening in like this part of Baton I Rouge. Go, there's always a new building or new yeah. area that's been developed. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And, and so they're talking about that and talking about how like, there's really no church here. I mean, there really isn't like, mm-hmm. it's not, it, it, it's, it's actually kind of crazy how, you know, Louisiana part of the Bible belt and everything that, in this part of Baton Rouge, there really Huge was college city. Yeah, yeah, there wasn't really anything going on church-wise, and so they're talking about that, and they're like, "Somebody needs to start a church here," and I'm like looking at <laughs> Megan, like like a meme, bro. Yeah. I'm like wide-eyed. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they look at us. Why don't y'all start a church here, bro? Yeah, and dude, Megan and our our jaws are dropped. Yeah, not only do they like look at as as though they're like angels from God, (laughs) like messengers, like, why don't you start a church? It almost like a challenge. Like you won't Okay, chill out. (laughs) Chill out. But then a couple that is there from late Charles, um, man, like he mentions, yeah, we've talked about moving to Baton Rouge because he's wanting to get his doctorates and everything. I want to get it at LSU. He's like, but there's never been a church. He's like, and that's important to us. That's local. He's like, so if y'all ever did, we'd come with you. And we're Megan and I'm like, what in God's name is going on? Because they have no clue of all the other things that have happened. No, they have no idea. No idea. Like we didn't, like we knew this couple at the time, but like not well enough for them (laughs) to be like, yo, we're coming with you. And we're like, Okay, so in that moment, it's like, you should start a church. Oh, and not only that, we want to come and help you start a church, which was just, it was insane. And so leaving that day, Megan and I were like, okay, this is this is legit. Mm-hmm. This is what God wants us to do. So you guys leave that day, and then at that point, it's like, man, you're getting the ball rolling on a lot of different things, right? Ish. You yeah. know, there still, there still was some time uh, that we talked to our spiritual leadership and uh, about it, and uh, we agreed that. It was the right thing, but there's still, we needed to wait a little while. You have to navigate it, not only spiritually, but through the right channels of everything. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And so, but you're, you're right in the sense of we started doing some of our initial research. preparations, mm-hmm. research. Um, so did, did this involve any idea for a name? Yeah, <laughs> I know this is a big point. Yeah, of, of yeah. Megan loves to bring up all of the terrible names <laughs> that I brought to the I table. I think though, the way it is though is like when you meet someone, you're like, and you guys talk, it gets on that conversation. Like, do you see my name being something else? Like, no, you're you're a tailor. I'm a Tim. Like, our names will never be different. <laughs> I feel like the same thing for Vessel. Like, it can never not be Vessel. But I want to hear some of the other names. Oh Lord, <laughs> dude. I mean, this will be Meg- Megan's favorite part of the podcast. Oh, absolutely will. <laughs> She's going to laugh at this. Uh, my my first one was like Bridge Church because like it's chill out, bro. Like, you know, yeah, why are you laughing? You, it's like the Mississippi River you're, Bridge. Hey, you're like, you voted yes on that when I say that league. <laughs> so like Bridge Church, I yeah, was yeah. like, dude, that'd be cool. Or even yeah. like River Church yeah. or. Because you guys or, are right by the Mississippi River. Exactly. Or, or like. You know, and so I'm going through all these in things. In the moment, though, when you came up with them, you're like, ooh, that's fire. Right? I mean, Bridge Church, I was like, yo, dude, like, Bridge Church. Like, we're the bridge, like, from yeah, God yeah. to the city. And how did May react to that? Oh, she she was like, uh, maybe not. Yeah. Like, she was real nice about yeah. it, but she did just kindly said no. no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so uh, the worst one, even she brought it up the other day, uh, Emmaus. 
Emmaus oh, Church because I, I wrote I to even, Emmaus. I didn't I, even hear that one. You didn't hear that one? Yeah. Oh, dude. Maybe yeah. for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> but so that, you, that was like the road to Emmaus. Those two yeah. guys like encountering Jesus, mm. and and it's like where you can encounter Jesus. What Emmaus church? Emmaus Church. Yeah, it is like what is that? Like part of the MCU? Like <laughs> <laughs> what Iron Man go here? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a, a Marvel villain, Emmaus. <laughs> Uh, so you, you guys go through all these. I mean, it's funny to look back now, but I'm sure in the moment you're just like, I just want a name for a church. Well, and like, that it was it was a weird conversation because I have a I have a love hate relationship with marketing because my, my school for that. I, and, I, yeah. yeah, literally I have a degree in it. But at the same time, like promotion for self it's like so not not you. What, yeah, yeah. It, it just it's a weird thing. And so um but I'm still like, I'm going through all these ideas, but the whole time I'm telling God, like, we want the name to almost be like prophetic. We want the name to be associated in the same way that names in the Bible, like had meaning. Yeah. There was, there was so much to a name. It wasn't just like slapping letters on a human or on a thing, slapping a logo on and saying, this is no, like it was almost prophetic. Yeah. It was it was foreshadowing the future of whatever it was that had that name. And and even like name changes in the scriptures yeah. like happen to where whenever Jesus steps in, whenever God steps They're in pivotal moments. Yeah, like the name change happens, which means the future changes, mm-hmm. right? And so as we're praying about it, um this happened in June of twenty nineteen. I am preaching at a church. It's after a youth camp. And so I stay over and preach at this church on a Friday night. And it was during like, it was after the preaching kind of during this altar call segment. And bro, I've, I've prayed for a few people and now I'm just kind of like, just in in that prayerful mindset and bro, God takes me into what I would still argue is the most ornate, realistic vision mm. I've, he's ever taken me into. Wow. And in this vision, it's like, I'm walking in this church, but then like all of a sudden I'm like walking in Baton Rouge, like straight up, like inception style where it's like, I'm just it's seamless almost. Yeah. It literally felt seamless where I'm just all of a sudden I'm in this city below. I, I knew it was Baton Rouge. And I see the state capitol in front of me and at the state capitol, you look at anything vessel church. I mean, like that's, we use that as yeah. like a big thing because of this vision. And I look and I see lightning like infused with fire, hit the top of the state capitol. And from it, uh, just burst out like this orange filter that began covering the city. And as that filter begins covering the city, all of a sudden I see death Valley. I see tiger stadium begin to fill up with water and the water starts overflowing out of the stadium and it starts going into the streets of Baton Rouge. And it's like rushing, bro. Like it's like a flood, like coming through the city. And then I see like this aerial view of Baton Rouge and I see it's still in this like orange filter, but there's water covering the streets of Baton Rouge. And I said, God, what does this mean? And he said, I have sent angels to prepare and protect this city for the largest outpouring of my spirit that it has ever experienced. For I have chosen this city as a vessel to bear my name and my spirit. And it's like in that moment, immediately Acts 9, 16 comes to mind. The story of Ananias and Paul, where God speaks to Ananias, says he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before Gentiles, kings and Jews. And so 
that was it. That was the moment where it's like that word vessel, just like it, it, it was like bold, bro. Like I knew it. I knew this is what God wow. wanted us to be. He wanted us to be a church that wasn't just um, church centric, but it was truly uh, he wanted to use vessel as a launching pad for ministry, mm-hmm. a launching pad for his name and his gospel to be preached to all nations. Um, and I bring it to Megan and I'm like, look, God gave me a vision this time. So <laughs> I need you to be on board about this. And, uh, it, I didn't have the twist arm or anything. Like it was, it was a spiritual thing where like, as soon as I told her about the vision, she was like, that's it. Yeah. Like that's man. Just, just for my own sake, like coming out of something like that, like you talk about that vision, how is it like coming back to reality? Like, I know this is one, we didn't talk about this, but like you told, you told me that I want to know, like. How is it you're trans, like you're in this world, this yeah. vision, and then you're like back into where you were? Like, how does that make you feel like mentally, physically, even like? Um, it, you definitely like it. I would say at first it's like there's like this excitement to it, mm-hmm. especially at the time because we waited. We've been praying now for months. Yeah. And, and it's like. As a result of Sorry if prayer. that was a random question. No, 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 no. It's a great question. Yeah. It's a great question. Um, as a result of the, all these prayers, it's like God answers. And so there is this very large excitement. Like I'm pumped. I'm writing it all down. That's why, I mean, if you ever have a vision or a dream, yeah. you've got to That's write it down. Like you've got advice. to write it down. And so I'm writing down every detail. That's why I'm able to like tell you. Like it's, yeah. I can, I can see it as though it happened yesterday because I wrote it down and I revisit it often. And I had to revisit it often <laughs> during our first few months. Yeah. And we'll get to that later. Yeah. But Um, but then like, there is absolutely like this weird, like draining part of it. Like after the excitement, it's like an adrenaline rush, Mm -hmm. but then there's this huge, uh, like slope downward. Like a dip almost. Yeah. Because it's just like, woof. Wow. Like, yeah, it is. Exactly. I was just about to say, it's like heavy, bro. You're like, wow. And you, what, what I've been taught in those moments is that. It's almost like intercessory prayer or anything like that where where there's a heaviness. We are not really meant to sit in the heavy. Mm-hmm. We are to endure it and almost like acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. But then if you just stay in it and don't and you exit out of the heavy, still feeling heavy, then what it, what happens is that heaviness is is uh, associated with bringing the burden to God. Yeah. We can be the one that transported to the presence and to the feet of Jesus, but the only way to release it is praise. And that's why whenever you go through intercessory prayer or something that feels very heavy, Mm -hmm. what you need to exit with is praise, is thanking God, because that praise is what releases it at the feet of Jesus and you begin thanking God. So if you pray for a loved one and you feel like you've, you've, you've literally prayed and brought them to the throne room of heaven, Mm -hmm. you begin praising and thanking God for what it is that he is about to do in their life. And whenever you begin doing that, it's like you're lifting yourself up as you lift up Jesus and you're letting that burden stay at his feet. So you don't always carry that and it tires you out. That's why Jesus that come to me all who are, who are heavy laden mm-hmm. and I will give you rest. Yeah. And so anyways, and that's what I did. Like I felt that heaviness and bro, I just began thanking God. Yeah. Like I began thanking him for 
all that he's going to do in the city. I was pumped about it. I mean, I, I like almost run out of that church <laughs> and call up Megan and I yeah. tell her all about what just took place. And it just so happens that one of our best friends, um, who is a missionary to the Middle East was with her. And so I'm telling them both about it. And so they're both like freaking out. They're like, yes, yes, yes. Like, like vessel, let's go, let's go. Yeah. And so, yeah, we, um, it was, it, that, that's a really good question, but, but that's, that's just kind of how it is. And then like, it stayed with me mm-hmm. like it. And that's how I knew it was also from God is because whenever it stays with you, just like the first time that he spoke about Baton Rouge mm-hmm. and, and gave me that prayer burden for it. It's like this vision, like every single day when I woke up, it was the first thing on my mind. And yeah. it was the first thing that I was praying about. And, um, that kind of birth, like a new action plan, because now it's like, now that we have a name, it's getting real. Yeah. Let's, let's pray about this name. Let's pray about the identity. And, um, from there it was, uh, January that we released a uh, January of 2020 that we kind of announced that we were moving to Baton Rouge to start a church. Uh, we didn't announce the name yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it was because we were going to be at a missions conference in February of that year. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to announce it to the church that we are youth pastors at. And, uh, and then, yeah, like we moved, um, at the end of March, um, which before that we did, we went that same friend that was with Megan, whenever I had the vision, I got to call him and tell him about it. Her and a couple of other friends of ours, went with us to Baton Rouge a couple of weeks before we moved and we did prayer walks in the city. Mm-hmm. And, um, man, like it was, that was one of the coolest weeks in my life because we had like this big map of Baton Rouge and we're like, we're praying through different areas in mid city. Like we're praying on LSU's campus and we're like charting out all the things that we believe God was speaking to us in these different parts of Baton Rouge. And had it not been for those prayer walks, had it not been for, the direction and the strategy strategies that God gave us in those prayer walks with those amazing people that were doing that with us. I mean, they they took a whole week out of their schedule to be with us in Baton Rouge. It was fantastic. Had it not been for that week though, we would have, I I argue would have never been able to make it through what followed. Mm -hmm. And that is whenever we moved like literally less than a week later is the lockdown. And, um, all of our plans to start a church, <laughs> like thrown out the window, yeah. like crumpled up, kicked out, straight up yeah. evicted. And um, that's where I go through a uh, three month depression, um, severe depression, kind of questioning everything, questioning uh, the timing, which like I've told you, it was so important to me. Yeah. And so now all of that is like, man, like as much as we prayed and as much as we fasted, like, did we still miss it? You know, then you're questioning, like, are we even supposed to be here? But what we held on to was the words that God spoke in those prayer walks and the vision that he gave us of Vessel Church, of Baton Rouge. And, um, yeah, so that's everything that happened before. And, uh, on the next episode, we'll get into what happened next. Perfect. I'm, I'm excited to hear about it and yeah. put it out for everyone to see. So, again, thank you guys for joining us in the Vessel Podcast. I'm Tim Warren. This is Pastor Taylor Fairbanks. Thank you, Timmy. And we'll see you guys next time.
Thank you so much for joining us in the Vessel Church podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe and also check us out on our Instagram at VesselChurchBR. And then make sure to check us out also on our website at VesselChurchBR.com. Again, thank you for joining us and always be a vessel.